Greetings, everyone. Chris Hislop from the Montana World Affairs Council. This is What, So What, Now What, the international affairs program where we connect you with an expert on the issue of the day. And in just five minutes, you become the expert. We're here with Mick Mulroy, co-director of the Lobo Institute in Whitefish, Montana, an international security expert, friend, and partner. Mick, I'm going to skip all the introductions here and ask you to help us make sense of the unthinkable Russian invasion of the Ukraine. Mick, what's happening? So, Chris, first of all, great to be with you. But uh, essentially, everything that Western intelligence services have predicted has uh, come to fruition. But even the best plans, uh, the opposition has a vote. And in this case, the opposition is the Ukrainian military and the Ukrainian people. And they have fought with such ferocity that it has shocked, I think, even uh, President Putin. Uh, they are not moving at the pace that they fought. Uh, and this is, and they are quite frankly causing substantial casualties uh, to the Russian uh, military as they advance. But we're seeing more and more harsh uh, military tactics by the Russians. Um, directly targeting civilians, directly targeting buildings uh, that civilians are in. And so it looks like this assault on Kyiv is going to be uh, a worst-case scenario. Uh, but even with the, uh, the tenacity, if you will, of the Ukrainian resistance, it's still predicted that Russia will take the country. It just has overwhelming military force. Uh, it is essentially a David and Goliath type situation. So the U.S. and the world, and we can see that the world is reacting, needs to do everything we can to isolate Russia and President Putin. So, Mick, we're sitting here uh, a seeming million miles away from the situation in the Ukraine. Here in Montana, we'd like to know, why does this matter to us? Why should we care about something that's going on halfway around the world? Uh, well, the first reason is we are a key member of NATO, which, quite frankly, is the most effective military alliance in history, in my opinion. Uh, and as a member of NATO, we have an absolute uh, obligation to defend the NATO uh, partnership. Uh, it's called Article 5 of the treaty. Uh, Russia is essentially waging a conventional war on the border of NATO countries. Uh, we need to care because this has a potential to spill over and likely will spill over into neighboring countries, which could put NATO and Russia in a situation where they're at a conflict. And that would essentially mean uh, World War III. And I don't use that uh, term lightly. If NATO and Russia goes to war, it is going to be essentially World War III. Well, Mick, not something that uh, anyone would relish for sure, but you are not the only one to be making that reference. Now, we're very fortunate, of course, because Mick not only has a very sharp geopolitical critique, but also comes from a military background. So, Mick, now looking ahead kind of on both channels in terms of military and, and, and the strategic and military operational aspects of what's going on, a lot of what has been predicted is going forward. And if I look forward on the predictions, many people are just referencing most uh, warfare, most conventional warfare post-World War II has um, led to an insurgency or um, in, in some way a non-decisive military victory that leads to peace. So on the military channel, what might we be seeing? And then on the geopolitical channel, what kinds of things might we expect in the next weeks and months? 
So on the military side, Chris, uh, I think, you know, because we have this asymmetric situation, meaning one side has incredible power uh, advantage over the other, uh, we will, although, again, the resistance is stronger than even most military analysts expected, uh, it will likely still um, uh, fail. And then we'll move into an insurgency phase where the people, the special operations forces, essentially anybody in Ukraine, and you can see that they're all willing to fight, turn into a resistance against the occupation by Russia. This needs to be supported 100 percent by NATO. And we can see today we just authorized 350 million more uh, dollars worth of weapons and uh, uh, equipment heading that way. That just needs to keep coming because these people have the tenacity and the willingness to fight. We need to support that 100 percent. On the geopolitical scale, um, sanctions are the right answer. We absolutely should do it, but we should also not think that they're going to do too much. President Putin likely already calculated that into his decision to do this. And uh, quite frankly, it's not even going to have an effect. Uh, it's not going to go into any effect until March, and then it probably won't have an effect on the economy, uh, according to the economist, uh, for years. So that is, that is important, but let's not think that it's, the, it's going to do much to change the situation. Although removing Russia from the banking system, the SWIFT banking system, right. which is being debated right now, is the right answer and might have a direct impact. The other thing we can do is, and, and diplomacy obviously was used as a ruse for Russia, uh, by Russia in the buildup to this uh, invasion, but diplomacy can work many ways. And one of the things we need to do is isolate Russia um, because of this action. Countries, and they already have, started sending Russian diplomats home. They started shuttering Russian embassies. You're going to start seeing a call to try to isolate uh, Russian officials from being able to travel anywhere. There's a lot of oligarchs that live in you know, the, the cities of Europe. They need to be told to leave. This needs to be a problem for the Russian people as much as it is a problem for the Ukrainian people. They need, we need to work to, to turn uh, the Russian uh, opinion of this completely on its head so that they demand that their government stops what they're doing, invading a sovereign country, and quite frankly, attacking innocent civilians. Well, Mick, it's a very fast-moving situation, developments on the ground, literally by the minute. We're very lucky to have you, Mick Mulroy, the co-director at the Lobo Institute in Whitefish, Montana, to help us make sense of this. Mick, you can be sure I'll be calling you over the next days to try to get some more updates from your side. We're all watching it very closely. Um, it is clearly a situation of, you know, uh, hope for the best plan for the worst, and the worst-case scenario appears to be unfolding. So we'll look forward to getting some more of your views over the next days. We also want to thank our very generous sponsors, the Dennis and Phyllis Washington Foundation, Allegiance, and Stockman Bank, who help us bring this and so many more programs to you. If you have missed any of our other previous programs, check it out on YouTube. In five minutes, you can become an expert on any world issue, thanks to experts like Mick Mulroy. Mick, thanks again. Be well. See you again soon.